And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast and we have another defeat to talk about. Another three goals shipped by the Rotherham United defence this weekend. Um, we always try to find the positives and we'll start by saying, I suppose, congratulations to Emmy Martinez, the first former Rotherham player to go in and win the World Cup, win the Golden Glove, uh, obviously learned it all in his eight games at, New York, at Rotherham United. That's, you know, you're only in eight games to learn to learn the big things, Mick, and uh, that's that's the only one of the few positives, well, a few, few rather United positives I can find for this weekend because it is good to see. It's ours, mate. It'll always be a Miller, um, and now he's a world champion as well. So uh, he's almost completed it, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Shame he had to play for Wednesday for that for that time. I and mean, other than that, it's perfect for him. Well, you know, yeah, he had to learn how not to do it as well. It's important, you know, if. Yeah, when you're learning learning a trade, it's really important to learn how not to do things as well as how to do things. Um, it's important in the learning process. So, um, you know, they've uh, they've done it, haven't they? You know, they've helped out. They've they've, they've contributed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, well done to to him. That's uh, he may may go down as the only person to ever play for them going World Cup. We don't know. Um, but well, they will go. They will go. Um, start again by saying a big thank you to Athletic Green for sporting and sponsoring the show. Uh, as we mentioned previously, that's sort of an energy drink. AG1 is there, um, fully nutritional energy drink, which gives you basically energy through the day. It's not, obviously not, not called an energy drink, but it gives you that's the purpose behind it essentially um, to make you healthier. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. Uh, Mick, as the Athletic Greens spokesman for the New York Talk podcast. Uh, tell everybody how amazing it is. Well, it's, it's been really, really good. I've really enjoyed using it and I've, I've benefited massively from it, although it's not stopped me getting a cold, which is um, hugely disappointing, I have to say. But uh, but there you go. Well worth a try. 
Yes, it is. I completely agree. And as we mentioned before, to make it easy, Athletic Green are going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Rotherham. This allows you to take ownership of your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So thank you very much to those guys for helping out. Uh, we'll go to the comments. You use this evening, gentlemen. Not a good weekend for us again. Correct. Um, evening, all Simon Thorns with us. Mike the Miller says Martinez was sensational in the final, but didn't like his gamesmanship in the shootout. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Because it wasn't against England. I'm all for that kind of stuff. Um, Ian Bradley says, there isn't any positives yesterday. How how many mistakes has Wes got to make before he's dropped? Saleable assets are stopped performing. This is P, uh, PW squad. Matt Tiller gets it, needs to get his squad in. And Kim Hayward's with us as well. Thank you, Kim. Um, yeah. Difficult to know where to start, mate. There were some changes. Um, some expected changes. Um, Ollie Rathbone coming out was not expected. It turns out he's picked up a, a slight groin strain, although the scan's clear. Um, basically, so that's why he didn't start uh, the game. Uh, Scott High came in for his first start, first league start. Cam Humphreys came back in, uh, which was essentially a straight swap, switch, straight swap for Richard Wood. Um, find me a positive. We'll come on to loads of negatives because there's about a thousand negatives to come on to make. But if you can scrape together some sort of positive from the game, if you can. Well, I'll be honest with you, I'm not buying into all this. Huge, huge negativity. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not. Yeah, we, we were poor in phases. To say that we were as poor as we were against Bristol City just beggars belief for me, in my view. I don't agree with that at all. Um, I thought on the ball, we were pretty com- comfortable, pretty confident. Um, the issues are, one, we created absolutely nothing. Um, so it... You know, we've 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 got this keeping possession of the ball and playing it about and playing some nice little pass and moves and, and stuff like that. However, there's nothing going forward, which is hugely disappointing. Um, what's changed since the change of manager is that the ball's not even getting in the box any longer, um, which is a worry. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's difficult. It is difficult to, to draw any. Um, any positives out of it conceded three goals the first two goals were just poor defensive mistakes I mean the first one the defensive mistakes started in midfield um, and 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 obviously were compounded by the defence the second goal um, it, it was just really poor really really poor the ball should never have got in Um and and it should have been defended better when it did come in. As far as the third goal is concerned, not a penalty, never been a penalty, no way in a million years. However, I know, but the game's well that that made the game dead and buried um, at that point. Maybe if you were incredibly optimistic, you could say that at two 0 we could perhaps have maybe got back into the game and we managed to scrape one back but we could still be playing now we wouldn't have scored. Well it, it weren't gonna happen because because that final ball yeah wasn't there. And the reason that final ball wasn't there is there was nobody to receive it. You know? So um it's it, unfortunately it's it's not working this uh, this system. It, it it started off really well and now it's gone it's just gone. It's just yeah. poor. The only positive I could find is Victor saved a penalty 
obviously the rebound went in, but I suppose there's credit where credit's due. When you save a penalty, there's there's some credit due. That's all I can literally all I can find. He saved a penalty, and once he rebounded, our players were still stood on edge at eighteen yard box. Yeah, I've got an issue with player stuff as well. So they might as well do it now. So we're going to sort of this shows we sort of cut up into two sections. We've got we have a first 10 15 minute chat. We've got Lee McMahon uh, coming on to talk about the drop me off in Rotherham single. That'll be on in 10 minutes or so. So we'll, we'll get through some bits and then we'll delve a bit deeper into stuff. I mean, player attitude, Mick. I'm not going to talk too much because we don't, we're not there. We're not sat watching, them, we're not stood with them. But I didn't really like the sort of laughing and joking some players with the opposition when you're 3-0 down and that's how you're performing. I, I'm, I, I know I shouldn't really be bothered by it, but I'm sat there really angry and really cross that they're putting in this performance. And the sort of, I think Chio was was one of I know Chio's just a happy guy, so I don't want to dig him out too much, but just riles me up, to be honest with you. They should be really frustrated and really angry, really. Am I, reading, am I, am I being too harsh on it or... I, I wasn't aware of it, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, it's, it's not something I, I particularly picked up on. Um, it, it, it's the lack of ideas that, that for me, it, it just wasn't there at all. There was just nothing. Um, and it's a real shock. It's a real surprise, I'll be honest, because they're capable of so much better, so much better. Um, and, and, it, and it just... It, it, I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, what the answer is. Um but yeah, we, we he's gonna to have to work, he's got some work to do, he's really got his work cut out. Um they were poor, they were there for the taking. There's no question about that. The the they us at our best would have absolutely wiped the floor with them yesterday, you know. Some of the performances that we put in at the beginning of the season, we would have wiped the floor with them yesterday because they were pretty poor. Um but we just I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether it's an attitude thing or whether it's... I don't know what it is, but it is, they're going to have to step it up. They really are. Yeah, they are. John Morell, the defences, caught the second half of our game and he thinks we looked shocking, looked like a relegation team on the second half. Absolutely huge game coming up. Um, yeah. YouTube user, YouTube user and Chris Teller said, three strikers on the bench, starting Chio up front of the is the wrong setup. Chris Teller asked, what's, what's happened to closing them down? I can't tell you how many yeah. times yesterday that they just knocked the ball back to the keeper. And I thought, put them under pressure, yeah? You, 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 can, you can put them under a bit of bother. And then they just allow you them to free out. Can you? you can't. When you're playing one man up front, you can't do that. You know, you've got to, you've got no, to have that's, more that's, that's, that's the problem, isn't it, though? You, yeah. We need to be putting people under pressure. They, they, yeah. they could have, we allowed them to do whatever they wanted to do at times yesterday. That's not good enough to no. upset them. No, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, getting the face, and that's how we yeah. that's how we managed to get um, the twenty six points on the board. Um, so yeah. it's it's two games. It is only two games. Uh, yeah, if you count the whole game in there as well, yeah, but, three games, yeah. But it, it, over a 46-game season and we know that we're capable of much better. The players know they're capable of much better and the management team know that as well. So it's just whether he's whether he's capable of extracting it from them. Well, is it? That's the question. Um, David Carroll says we're dropping like a stone. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. It is. 
we are, we are and, I, and I know you're going to because it's only, it is only two games. It is, but you look at the wider sort of stats of it. We've got one win out, one win out of the last nine. Yes, it was against Sheffield United, and it was an amazing win. But it's one win out of the last nine. Um, only th- well, only three wins in thirteen for Matt Taylor. Obviously, a couple of draws in there as well. Maybe three and thirteen is what you expect from a team fighting for relegation. We were obviously, I suppose, we should say right. We were obviously overachieving at Aston. People sort of say on the, when Matt Taylor came in, we were eighth. That was a false position. <laughs> We were never going to stay eighth. That that I know we were there because we had the points on the board. But did anybody genuinely think we were going to stay there? No. We had a kind set of fixtures to start to start the season. We didn't play any of the big boys until, until Watford came. Watford came, which we picked up a point against. So, do you think that's is that part of our problem as fans that the start was so good? We're now just hitting a patchy bit of form, or do you think there is? a downturn in performance a bit of both it doesn't help does it it doesn't help the expectations of the fans after last season's um, good runs that we had if, as soon as we, we come up and we start having a good run again you know people expect um, and and the expectation levels rise and you know you, you, you almost get that sense of entitlement that we, we should be winning well that's not the case is it you know what I mean um, we knew where we were going to be in this this season, um, and we knew that we were going to be scrapping to stay up, and, and that's not changed. That hasn't changed, um, and and we will be scrapping to stay up, and we will scrap, and we've got the quality to to, to keep us in this division. No question about it. We've got that quality within the team. Um, we proved that beginning of the season. Absolutely proved it. You know so. But he's got to start getting some performances out of. He's got to start making them sing because uh, we're not at the moment. Yeah, we'll come and talk about your individual performances in a bit. But uh, and another part of the frustration probably comes from from that from that run of games we had, where whatever it was, ten games in whatever it was, in almost four weeks and whatever it was, all we heard from us and all and a lot of times we heard from Matt Taylor was that this is a, a crazy run. Basically, get this run out of the way, and we'll be back to normal football, so to speak. And we had a four-week break. Well, let's call it three weeks with the players because they were given a week off from what we understand. And then we come back and we are worse. It's only two games. It's only two games. But we are not just a bit worse. We're significantly worse than the, than the four games leading up to the break. That's another frustration because you've, you've had three weeks with them. You should be getting some positive, in, good ideas into them. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't tell you a positive thing from these two games in terms of our overall plays. It's just bad. I, I, yeah. The, the positive is that we're trying to maintain possession of the ball instead of just hoofing it up all the time. So we are trying to keep that, get a little bit of possession-based football going and we are capable of it. And we have had some flashes of some really nice one-touch football as well. But it's not enough. It's not enough. And I fully accept that. Um I'm, I'm, I'm desperately clinging to try and find some positives <laughs> out of what I see. Um, it was harder to find any positives out of the Bristol City game than it was yesterday. There were some, not many. Um, but the, the the major, major part of this is that we've got nothing, nothing up front. Nothing. Um, and then the experiment of of, of keeping Chio up there, Chio up there as a, as a, as a, as a lone striker, is not working. It's absolutely not working, um, and and that for me needs to be needs to change. 
it has to change um, because the only way we're getting the ball to him is by going long. You know, we're playing some, like I said, we, we, we're trying to keep possession in midfield and then we're playing it long to Chio instead of playing it to feet. Um, and, and therefore, nothing happens. We just, I mean, God, I, we didn't put a ball in the box, I don't think, all game, did we? don't think we did, no. I'll see if we can find some crossing um, stats, but I don't think we did. It's just it, that part of it, that going forward part, it's, it's got to change. It's got to change. Because what you're doing is you're putting more and more pressure on the midfield and the defence, and uh, which is going to generate mistakes. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I suppose we will. Isn't it? I can't find, I can't find offhand any crossing stats. I know we had one shot on target in the entire game. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. The striking thing is that is the clear and obvious uh, issue. We all think that we all thought that Chio might be a striker. He scored a few goals. We thought, oh, right. it worked against Sheffield United like an absolute dreamboat. And since then, that's been a bit of a problem. I know we 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 ever beat Sheffield United. Uh, we then drew against Luton, but a lot of the problems against Luton in the end came because we all weren't sticking. Whenever it went forward, there were no mm-hmm. movement, and when we, whenever we lose the ball, we'll come on to the, out of possession in a minute because that's a disaster as well. What do you do? What do you, what do you do? I've got to still the same four four two. I think the three five part works. The three at the back and the sort of the, th- the three in the centre and your wing backs is fine. That's not really a problem. We talk about individual mistakes, obviously, but but I don't think that's necessarily a problem. The problem is up front. So, well, you said earlier. I said it earlier. It's a disaster. Chio can't hold the ball up because he's not strong enough. That's not a dig at Chio. That's just not what he does. Mm. He can win the occasional header, but he's not big enough to win headers on a, on a daily basis. He doesn't run the channels, which he should be doing. That's the basics I, accept, I expect of a, of a single striker. Run the channels. He doesn't do that. Mm. Uh, he's got pace, but as, as we listened to Lewis in, in the preview show, West Brom have been sitting 10 yards deeper. So Chio's yeah. not going to have any luck. Unless they're pushing for the game, Chio's not going to have any luck on his last yeah. man because there is essentially no last man. So I don't get it. You, you, I feel like we're playing the system that's not necessarily suited to us, and that's it's just frustrating me. It is, and, and and the other thing that's disappeared from the game, and I know you're going to come onto this in a minute, but the, the the press is just not there anymore, and and that that success that we had at the beginning of the season was built on that press, that high press, high energy game, um, and that seems to have have been kind of sapped out of it a little bit. Um, of a recent week, so I don't know. It's um, it, it's it, it is a worry, and and I, and I know you've 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 earmarked a, uh, a comment there earlier up about me suggesting that it might just be a blip. Um, I, I, I am I'm clinging, I'm clinging, I'm hoping that that's what it is. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Right, three games, go, mate. I know. We have a brief, brief break from, you know, trying to find a positive, and we're going to find an actual positive. Uh, we've got Lee McMahon with us. Uh, Lee, how are you doing, Lee? I'm all right, Matt. How are you? Very, very good. Thank you very much. Now, Mick, we're begging me, uh, begging me to get in contact with you to bring you on the show uh, to talk about Drop Me Off in Rotherham, the re-release of Drop Me From Rotherham. So I'm going to pass over to Mick. And oh, I'm going to sort of fanboy, Hi, a little bit of fanboy on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew we were going to do this, Lee, and because he's really, really good at presenting and stuff, and I'm absolute garbage at it. <laughs> so, um, so the 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 re-release of uh, of the single was out Friday. 
was it? Yeah, there, there was there was two there was there was two stages to it. There was um, it was out on the ninth originally uh, out on the website. Um, the idea behind that was to try and basically in these days of Spotify and Apple and all that sort of stuff. I think I think the artists can get lost a little bit. So um, it was kind of drive people to the website to to raise awareness that you know it, it was LPMC. It was. It was dropped me off in Rotherham and, and to try and um, drive traffic there so we could um, kind of get an awareness of the track being out. But we put it out for free uh, and the idea was that people could pay what they wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. So on the back of the stuff that we did on the Legends Night, I thought it'd be a good idea to follow up and any monies that were paid would just get donated to Rotherham Hospice as a bit of a byproduct of of me tr- obviously trying to promote the the, the album, uh, sorry, the song. Um, and then and then on Friday, just gone, it, it's come out on Spotify and um, and, and Apple and, and Amazon and, and, and any other streaming platform that people might be on. Yeah. What, um, and, and, and I have to say, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I love the song. I love the song from the first time I heard it. Um, I'm, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a nostalgic old git, really. Um, <laughs> and, and there are times when it, it still brings a tear to my eye. That song, it is. I love it because it just brings back so many memories of of what is our town. You know what yeah. I mean? And I know it probably, you know, to somebody outside the outside the town, it, it, it's 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 just another song. Essentially, it doesn't have that same resonance. Um, the, the words don't have the same meaning. Um, having said that, once you've heard it, you can't stop singing it. Uh, and I don't know whether that's um, I don't know that's just me, but what what made you re-record it? What made you sort of go uh, again? There was a few reasons, really. I mean, when when we were back in Tivoli, we. Um, we were hard at it for about five or six years and um, the song always bugged me. Um, I was never pleased. I was never pleased with the lyrics and um, I thought it had a good melody, a good rhythm. Um, and, it, and it started out of a bit of a laugh really. And yeah. when, when people call it a comedy song, um, which they do to me, I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of winds me up a little bit because yeah. I mean, there were lyrics that we just thrown together that seemed to work at the time. And uh, we started playing it and people just seemed to like it. And then as, as, as the shows went on, uh, the, the, it seemed to be the track that everybody was waiting for. Mm. And I thought we had miles better tracks on, that, on the album that were released, actually. Um, yeah. But um, this was the one that stuck. And it, and it weren't just locally, it was like wherever we went. Hmm. This seemed to be the track that, that that stuck. So the reason for re-recording it, first and foremost, I thought it was the biggest wild card I got in my back pocket to try and deflect people back to the album. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, I didn't yeah. come and re regurgitate what I'd been before because, you know, um, I'm a mature songwriter now. You know, you have to evolve sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, the the... People had said to me, where can we get it online and all that sort of stuff. And and we we were like, we broke up in about 2013 in the Tivoli. So the way that we, we, we consume music now kind of 
it, it weren't the same back then. So it, we just put it out on CD. Mm. Um, so that was one reason, make it available to people, um, put, put a different slant on it. And I, and I just wanted it to be a little bit more, more mature, a little bit more um, reflective of where I am in my life now. And um, I think I've done a good job of it. Uh, I'm, I'm much, I actually much prefer this one to the, to the previous one. It's it's feels a little bit more, you know, satisfying from a songwriting perspective. Mm. Um, where the other one is, you know, it is what it is, and I'll always be thankful for it. And uh, yeah. I'm glad that people like yourself feel the way that you do about it. But um, I think for me now, this is the new version that I'd like to establish moving forward. And, um, yeah, I mean, th there was other reasons as well. I mean, I, I was getting messages about people using it as, as the funeral song and stuff like that, which kind of wow. took me back a little bit. And uh, mm -hmm. I bumped into a, um, a few people on the, on, the, on the Legends Night that were – explaining to me how the song had actually helped them get through some troubled times in their lives and it was it was it was quite um yeah it, it was it, it i wasn't i didn't i didn't really know that it had, was as popular as what what it was at the mm -hmm. time until yeah. you kind of get to a point and you you can reflect and look back and you think wow well that that's uh you kind of done your job a little bit you know what i mean so it's really it's really nice to hear that People still like it, and the st and I was a little, I was really nervous actually because I, I've made some brutal edit edits to this one, uh, which I'm sure you're aware of, um, as to whether it uh, it'd be it'd go down as well as the old one. But uh, from from what I'm I'm being told, and you know what people are saying to me, they seem to be really enjoying it. So I'm I'm delighted that that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is a more grown-up version. I think that's it? it's, like, it's like a progression, isn't it? From this, it's yeah. almost a different song. There are different words, obviously. It's almost a progression from one song to the yeah. other. Well, the album's called Providence, and and this track is almost like the missing. There's nine tracks on the album, um, and and this is almost like the missing tenth track because of all the tracks there, and and, and me as a writer, and me as a, as a as a musician, it's probably the biggest example of of you know Providence in terms of planning for future events. You know how it's grown. Mm -hmm. And, and 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 the way it's come about um you know so it, it's kind of like the album secret track if you know what i mean without being secret <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and and is the album out now then has that been released yeah well the album was out actually a few months ago um it's just been a slow burner uh, it's it's difficult you know when when you come out as a mm. under a new a, a, a new banner as, as a new artist and and, and trying to raise awareness for the work that you're doing. Um, so that, that, that came out on Spotify and Apple and all the others, all the other stuff back, back at the end of July, I think. And it's just been a slow build, builder and trying to build a uh, slow burner and trying to build it. Um, and, and as I said, that that's mainly one of the reasons why I thought drop me off from Rotherham would be a good, a good uh, or a revamp version of it would be a good idea because could kind of deflect people back to um, back to the album and and and, and hopefully keep keep growing a um, listeners and a, and a fan base and and um, move it on into next year and see see where we can take it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and you're still obviously still performing live on the on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, I mean the difficulty is, I mean the the, the challenge the, the challenge I wanted to set myself when I made this record is that 
when I was in the Tivoli, I, was, I had the privilege of, of being in a band with some really first-class musicians. And um, I kind of had the easiest job just standing at the front and playing rhythm guitar and singing, really. Uh, but I, I don't have a band anymore. And I'm not in a I'm not in a position in, in, in my life where I could go out and recruit uh, mm. a band to record an album. Mm. Um, so I decided that I'd try and record everything myself. Um, so everything that you hear on the album is is pretty much me playing, uh, whether that's live or programmed uh, stuff. Um, it took about six years to, to finish it. One of the reasons is because I realised I needed to be a better musician, <laughs> and <laughs> better performances. Um, but um, yeah, so that was the idea. There's a couple of contributing performances um, from from um, Jed Morgan's from a band called Opus Kink and uh, keys player uh, Pete Zinkovich that's. Um, in Errol Linton's blues band, and, and they can do that sort of stuff a lot better than, than I can do it. But I held down the rest for, throughout the rest of the album. Um, yeah, so that that was the challenge. I think I, I'm satisfied with the results. I think there's some really, um, really good songs on there. I mean, the idea is still what the Tivoli is about. I'm still writing about the, the, the same old thing, really, which is the town we live in, the surroundings, the situation you are in life. Um, yeah. The the, 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 the the struggle the struggles to, uh, to 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 bring in the money and all that sort of stuff um but it's just from a probably you know an older head now yeah yeah and and it's the best place to be lee you know you the older you get the more the more the, the wiser you are as, as you struggled to find a word then weren't you oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny it's funny mate because you know I'm not quite sure that if the younger version of me in the Tivoli was, you know, I, 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 I'm not quite sure how much I'd, 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 I'd get on with that version of me anymore. Because, like, well, when you look you look back, there were some things that I just thought I wish you'd have done things things differently. We had a great time in that band, but mm. um, you know, maybe um, I wasn't mature enough to really to to really enjoy the the ride, if you know what I mean. And mm. um, you know. They, there's been a lot of soul searching and a lot of self-reflection gone into this album. I mean, you know, if, if you, if you manage to, to, to listen to it and, and bring up the lyrics and stuff, you'll see that, you know, the lyrics are, um, you know, they're quite hard hitting in, in, in places, but they're, mm. they're, we try to wrap it up in kind of sweet melody and, 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 and in places, energetic drum beats that it, it kind of creates this juxtaposition where, that's not the first thing you think about. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 pleased with the album. Uh, I, I think I've achieved what my goal was. The hardest thing now, and it's a lot harder than what I realise, is is actually just trying to let people know that it's out there. Get out mm. there. Yeah. 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 Well, I recommend it. I've 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 listened to it quite a lot now. <laughs> really, I really, it's a really good album. Um, our main street is probably my favorite off it. I really, really love that. I think it's great. Right. Um, well, the, the sax makes it, and that's what that's the only yeah. thing I don't play on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I've done that. Good call, mate. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Lee, while you're here, just change the, change the subject very slightly. Rotherham United, yeah. To, uh, what, what, what have you anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm running out of stuff to say. I, I, you, 
You've probably already said it, and I, and, and 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 I think maybe um, the fans have said it already yesterday on the Twitter feed and all that sort of stuff. That it was a disappointing result, wasn't it? Um, even more disappointing performance. Mm. I think I listened to I listened to Matt's um, interview after the game, and the positive for me is that he he saw it the way that I saw it. Mm. You know, the mm. defensive frailties cost us. Um, they were we, we did look like a bit of a soft touch at times. Um, I, the only thing that I, d- I disagreed with him that I, I, I'm not quite sure we we were good in or, or came possession or good in possession. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think we offered anything really all afternoon. I thought there were three really soft goals. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the thing is is that. He's seen it. He's he's talking about narrowing his focus moving into the week to try and address it for the Stoke game. But I think the positive is, for, you know, we've got a game. We've got a game against Stoke and Huddersfield now, and and I think they're two games that, on the back of the two results that we've had, hmm. nothing. There's nothing to fear. We go out and, and give it a right go, and, and I'm. I think I think there's there's points there to be won. We just need to find ourselves again. Yeah. Bang on, absolutely. That's exactly what we need to do. Uh, I've got a couple of comments before you go. Neil obviously wants to say loves the single and loves the album. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Neil. Um, Neil Lewis again also says here's, here's the, he's got your drop rather than both. The new and old version is in his matchday playlists as well. Uh, he wants to do you have a YouTube channel or is it just uh, with the website iTunes? No, there is a YouTube channel. Uh, if you go to um, if you go to the website. There should be links on there, but I'm saying that, and I think that I changed it the other day when I was doing the um, the single stuff, and I might have took the link off. So I'll, I'll repost the link up um, tomorrow for for all the um, for all the socials and, and and stuff like that. If the if you, if you go into um, to to buy the tracks or or to stream the tracks, there's there's links to Spotify and Apple there. But I think the YouTube one's been taken off. So, Neil, I'll, I'll have a look at that and put that back on. And Mark Gambles, I've seen Mark say this before. He wants you to do a cover of Miller Men. I don't know if you've seen it quite <laughs> like, before. Was um, it, Mark might have been the, the one that got in touch with me the other day because I, I got a message on Twitter ask, <laughs> asking about that. And, um, you know, it's, I, I mean, I love the original for that. I've, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know it's I know it's dated with the Millmore lyrics and stuff now, and 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 that was the the response about updating the lyrics. Well, I'd I'd be I'd be delighted to uh, have a go at that, and if it's something the club would want to do, then I'm happy to speak to them about trying to do something. That was a great idea. Club, get involved. I mean, they probably don't listen to this, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get on your hotline to Sam Todd, mate. Um, My hotline. Yeah, yeah, you. You're in top corner there, um, and, and let's see if we can at least at least let's get drop me off in Rotherham out while we're while the teams are coming out or when the teams are out. And yeah, well, Sam, Sam's been very supportive actually of of, of, mm. of the track. I mean, what I said to Sam when I when uh, we spoke about it, he's, he's a big he's, he loves the track anyway. Mm. Is that the ambition? The ultimate ambition for the track is that uh, I'd love it to become more synonymous with a club, obviously. Mm. But I'd love, I'd love a, a whole town to adopt it as the soundtrack. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't have to just stay in the in the walls at New York Stadium. I think that you know um, that'd be that. That's the ultimate ambition. Um, 
so so yeah, but Sam's been first class really with with, with the support that he's uh, he's he's given. He's he's there's on he's obviously he has his own challenges trying to push things through, but you know he's he um he's been first class and and I'm working with him to try and uh, do more promotional stuff with the club on 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 the track. So um, we'll see how that goes. Absolutely, fingers crossed. Uh, well, there you go, Lee. Just one last time. Let's plug it. I plug it again. So, drop me a rather remind you on Spotify on your website uh, and yeah. the Providence. It's uh, L LPMC. If you search yeah. in any of those. Basically, if you're on Spotify or Apple Music, whatever you want, you just type in LPMC. The album's called Providence. Um, drop me off in Rotherham is separate to that, but if you everything's on the accounts for all the. Um, for all the, um, the, the the digital streams, um, the website's lpmcmusic.com. Uh, so there's a lot more information on there for anybody who might want to find it. Perfect, lovely to speak to you, and hopefully speak to you again in the future. Thank you very yeah. much for to that music and for to speak to us as well. Cheers, thank you. Yeah. you. I appreciate it. Thank Cheers. You. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lee, for that. Uh, I do highly recommend, as I mentioned, that the album is brilliant. Um, so thank you very much. All right, if I just spell a positivity, let's go back to some more talking about football, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Lee back on? <laughs> <laughs> we had an email, speaking of Mark Gamble's. Um, and it's a really it basically he's written a really long email about how I feel at the moment, and it's really really good. I can't read it all out because it'll take me too long to read it because I'm not a very good. <laughs> um, but it is really good. It's essentially asking, is the honeymoon period over for Matt Taylor? I'll read I'll read up some excerpts from it because like I say, it's it, it'll take a bit of time. But it, first, first of all, talks about defence. Mark, Mark Gamble says, in defence, Taylor seems to found a, uh, doesn't seem to found a settled back line. He's relying on the old guard of Wood, Hall, Peltier, and while their collective experience speaks for itself, it's not a solution that can be relied on week, out, week in, week out at their peak performance. While the old heads might not tire as easily, their legs are another matter. Playing Cam Humphreys inconsistently and wears out of position on numerous occasions seems damaging for their confidence. Jamie McCart couldn't buy a run in the team, it seems. Uh, he also mentions about, on, on defence, at times our defending ranges from colossus to desperate. The defence is a particular uh, very bipolar. E- either you'd put your house on a clean sheet or you could see easily three to six goals a match going in. There seems to be no middle ground. It's feast or famine. And th- to be honest with you, isn't it, he's hit the nail on the absolute head. It, yesterday was, a, was a, I think Bristol City was less so, but yesterday was every time we didn't have the ball, I thought we were going to concede. 
Mm. Uh, we were at sixes and sevens. Wes had one of the worst games he's, he's had for us in a very, very long time. And it's been a gradual decline to this point. He's, he's been poor for a couple of games now, Wes. Um, and he shouldn't be playing there. And I know I love Wes. We all know we love Wes. He should not be playing in that position. And I can't fathom for anything why he's playing there. Chuck put Cam Humphries there to play Woody at middle. Play McCart. Play Jim McCart. I, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting frustrated at that selection point now. Because I, I, Wes deserves better. You, you know my view on Wes Harding. You know what my views are. Everybody knows that. I've made them perf- that perfectly clear. And you're right. His, his performances over the last few games have, 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 have got progressively worse. But he's out of position. He's playing out of position. Um, and you can't you can't consistently play somebody in in an unnatural position for them and expect them to perform at the level that uh, that that they do when they when they're playing where they should be. I, I can't I can't get my head around why Wes played on the left and Cam Humphreys played in the middle. It just it, it didn't make any sense to me. I mean, it, why Lee Peltier in the middle, Cam Humphreys on the left, Wes on the right? Happy days. What 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 is and and so you got all three. Central defenders who've got natural positions playing in a different position. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, it, it, you know, why Jamie McCart's not playing, I don't know. Whether there's an injury, whether there's an illness. It wasn't whether... the bench yesterday, so I'm going I'm to say it's probably illness, but I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, not potentially. Um, but yeah, where's his form's dropping off and, and his confidence is going to go because, he's, because, because of that. Um, and it's going to create another problem. But for me, I'm, I'm going to throw in there that probably it's because he's been played out of position and played out of position regularly. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. You don't become a bad player, do you? You know, I mean, we know what Wes is capable of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and obviously all players drop in and out of form, but it's not helping him when he's, when he's constantly being moved about, but not moved into the position that he's used to playing in. Yeah. yeah. And I don't get he left he left Richard Wood out of the start of the out of the squad put more attacking options on the bench. I, I again I don't, was... I don't get it. If you I would have Richard Wood in every match day squad I ever I ever read out. You want Richard Wood? I know I know he would have still been there, but you just want him there. You want him in and around. I don't mm. get this of not putting him in the match day squad. We didn't use the attacking options very well anyway. Um, Woody should be pro- Woody, Woody should have started. I know he was rubbish against Bristol City, and I accept that. But Woody should have started in centre. Our Humphrey should have gone to the left, and you put Wes or Pelty on your right and said, I don't care. When Richard Wood's fit, for the most part, is brilliant. Play him. I, I don't get that either. No, I don't either. I don't. I don't know what. I mean, it's all right saying that. Um, it's all right, Matt Taylor saying, you know, I, I, we, we wanted more attacking options on bench, and, and then we don't use them. Um, it, it don't, that doesn't make any sense either. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm desperately clinging to try and find some positives from it, and it's really difficult. It's really it's difficult. difficult. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to say for the for the for the sake of you know for the sake of it because I'm just going to sound like I'm I'm a happy clapper. And I might be, but at the moment I'm not very happy and I ain't clapping. Um, 
I'm frustrated. I'm as frustrated as everybody else. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, KW Wilson says McCartney was going through a training goal with Ferguson. Yeah, so that means that Ferguson didn't Ferguson didn't play because he was affected by the by the illness. Um, so McCart very well could have been affected by the illness as well. We don't know. But it's becoming a theme of oh, there must be something wrong with McCart. He's not playing because there must be something wrong with him. I don't know. It can't, it can't be ill all the time, can it? And it's very strange that he's not getting minutes on the pitch when we're, when we're defending as badly as we are at the minute. Yeah, you, again, what I would you need to caveat that by his two games. But the key to this is his two games after a four-week break. That's the issue for me. You know, yeah. it's, it's two performances after a period of time when we've had we've had the opportunity to, to to work together, to work on, on on tactics, to work on positioning, to work on all those things that the manager wants to instill, the new manager wants to instill in his into his squad. Um, and then the results have not been great. But it is only two games, you know. Um, it's almost again. I'm clinging, I suppose, but it's it's almost like we're we're starting a new season. You know, we've just had a pre-season, i.e., with a new manager, new formation, new tactics, new everything else. Is it going to take some time to bed in? I don't know, but we cannot go through games not creating opportunities when we spent the first three months of the season, creating chance after chance after chance mm. and taking them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Rell says, maybe the manager, maybe Matt Taylor doesn't rate Woody. I think, I think the reason he's not playing Richard Wood is because Tom, uh, Tommy, Cam Humphreys is better on the ball. I think he wants, I want, he wants a centre of the three to be a ball playing player. And the problem with Woody is, if you're not playing Woody as a centre of three, you're not playing Woody. You can't play him either, either side of the centre. So I think that's why Woody's not playing, which probably says to me Woody's done. And we've said that before, and we won't say it again, but Cam Humphreys is clearly Matt Taylor's preferred central of the three defender, which I don't mind. I, I, I like Cam Humphreys a lot, but I don't think we lose anything from a Cam Humphreys, Cam Humphreys point of view, playing left or right side of the three. And then you gain by putting Woody there. Yeah. But then we're talking about is the style he wants to go down. and Yeah. He wants to play. He, he, he clearly wants to play the ball on the floor. He clearly wants to play football. He clearly wants to base it on on possession. I have no issue with that when you're in possession of the ball. But it, the, the issue is when you're out of possession of the ball, you've got to win it back. You can't just sit back and and allow mm. it to come onto you. You need because of of us the way we set up the 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 uh, the formation, the players that we've got. We need to be pressing high. We need to be pressing teams on the edge of their 18-yard box because we're very, very good at it and we've been very successful at it. You mean, and then that will allow you to play that possession-based football so long as you get it forward. What Connor Washington does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. got a man on bench who's doing exactly what we want. But, he, but, but then you've got to alter the formation because you need you, you need to up front. You can't just play Connor Washington. Well, you can just play you Connor mean, Washington. Yeah, I go go Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair comment, yeah. yeah. And it worked really well because of his mobility and his, his ability to get around the pitch. I, I think he came off after an hour. So it, it might not be something you can do in 90 minutes when I don't, we don't know his fitness situation. But Chio up tops, we've covered this already. Chio up tops yeah. not working. Yeah, yeah. It needs changing. Um, Scott High came in for his uh, came in for his first start of the season. This was because Ali Rathbone picked up, I've mentioned, picked up a slight growing strain in the week. The scans come clear, so there's nothing wrong, but he, he missed two or three days of training, I think. 
so he wasn't he wasn't match ready. Um, I feel really sorry for Scott I because he shouldn't be playing football in the championship right now. He didn't have a very good go on, no. I, I, I he doesn't bring anything to the game. He looks out of his depth, and I think technically is quite good. I think his movement off the, his movement on the ball is quite good, but he doesn't particularly pick out a good pass. He's not strong enough. He's nowhere near strong enough. But 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 the rest of the team wasn't maybe physical enough yesterday. I suppose. Um, I feel like he's completely out of his out of his depth. I feel like we're we're George Hurst all over again, in the sense that he's just not ready for this level of football. I don't think. I, I uh, well, I mean, it's a, it's all about opinions, isn't it? And I don't share that one. Um, and I know I'll, I know I'll get shot down by people, but I, I don't agree. I think he's, he's technically clearly a good player. He, he technically he's got the skills, he's got the ability. Um, I did notice some of the runs he made off the ball yesterday were very, very good and never got picked out. The reason being that they were forward runs, so obviously <laughs> we don't play ball forwards, so he wouldn't have got picked out. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with Scott I whatsoever, none whatsoever. I think he's more than capable. Um, did he was, offer anything? The question would be, what did he? And and. I could say that's about all 11 players, to be honest with you, I suppose. So maybe they're, yeah. maybe they're being harsh because they're yeah. all rubbish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he offered as much as anybody else offered. Mm. So I, I think it's really, really unfair to single, not by you, but just in general. For, I think it's really unfair to single him out. Really unfair. But then that's that's what some of, not just our supporters, every team's supporters do, in it? You know, they, they, they latch onto somebody... And 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 have a, have a pop. Scott I would appear to be our current one now. Tom Eves has not had a few games, um, you know, not played for a few games. I don't know. I, I I have no issue with Scott I. I think he's more than capable. I think he's possibly one of these players that might need a run uh, to, to to really show his uh, to show what he's what he's capable of. But no, it does not. It, there is no way on my on my in my mind that he stood out yesterday as being. Anywhere close to being the worst Rosen player on pitch? Anywhere close? Mm. Some people disagree with me. It is a it's about opinions, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I have one that does divide. I think. Say again. Scott has one that does divide a little bit. I think as well. Well, I don't. Yeah, and I accept that, and I, yeah. and I know that that's the case. I don't know why that's the case. It, it, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Matt. Nobody. The, the arguments I've seen, none of them. For me, old any water, but you know that's again. It's just my opinion. Mm. Uh, so Chris Nichols says he did play in the championship a bit last season, but John Wells says if he was if I was good enough at this level, Huddersfield wouldn't have loaned him out. Looking at sure. well, they they expected to be a, a challenging promotion, obviously, didn't they? I think that's yeah. why. But Huddersfield are now in a relegation battle, so I one way or another, I suspect to see Scott High not at the club in January. Just because why would they give us a player when we're essentially their rival for relegation? No inside yeah. information, obviously, as we as we tend to have very little. But if Scott High is here on the 2nd of January, I'd be very surprised. But we'll wait and see on that one. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I suppose we make pull out a couple of players. Cohen Bramall, I want to mention. We mentioned it on the chat. I mentioned you and Danny yesterday, Cohen Bramall. Beginning to get frustrated with him. Um, he's got all the tools he needs. He's, we obviously know Cohen Bramall's probably the fastest player on the pitch. Um, he's fairly strong. He's fairly physical. He's got that about his game. He's not, not afraid to get stuck into a, ta into a tackle, things such as that. 
but I'm, I'm, I'm massively questioning Colin Bramwell's work rate over a period of time now. Um, yesterday shone the biggest light, I assume. It, in, it, doesn't, it doesn't particularly track back very well. Um, I'm beginning to get frustrated with Colin Bramwell because he's got the tools. Well, he's mm. not using them, is he? No, I mean, he could have cut, he could have cut that first goal out, no question about yeah. that. Uh, he was there. He got there. He got there in plenty of time, uh, and and it was a, it was akin to um, uh, to Grant Hall at Blackburn trying to stop that cross for, yeah. for one of the goals. It was a it was a feeble effort trying to stop the shot, the player getting the shot off, um, and had he made some sort of effort, some of the tackles that that we know that Colin Bramwell can make, you know, he 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 done half going for him, and if mm. had he done that, I accept it was last man and everything else, so it were probably weren't quite the uh, the appropriate time to do it, but if he could have just hung a foot out there and and got a touch on the ball, no no question about that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I would accept that his um, his performances haven't been up to 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 what his to what his ability is by by any stretch of imagination. Yeah, uh, <laughs> is there anybody else you want to pick out for performances? Can you, can you praise anybody at all? Yeah. It's tough, isn't it? It's really tough. It is really tough. Yeah, I mean, Victor, Victor could have could have done better for that second goal. Um, the first goal, they were left high and dry. The penalty he saved, um, but unfortunately, knocked it straight back out. It's not. It's it's a penalty, so you know, uh, it's it's not that easy. Um, Brooke Norton Coffee had very little impact on the game. The defence we've covered. Ben Wiles had very little impact on the game. Um, he, he, were, he were anonymous to, again, weren't he? He went, he went back. To get a little lost in that. Yeah, he seemed to get a little bit lost in that gap between yeah. Chio and the midfield. Um, Jamie Lindsay, not much impact at all. Dan Barlasser's passing yesterday wasn't off. Was off, sorry. Um, mm. Quite a few times gave the ball away um, and then played some passes where the runs just hadn't been made. Um, so no, it's it's really difficult to pick out any any positives from yesterday. Yeah, John Morrell, it was a ter- I think it was a terrible time to play West Brom as we mentioned in the pre in the pretty match, but it's the manner, mm. and that's the key. It's the manner. The manner was was basically unacceptable. Yeah. Um, go through a few comments. Mike Miller, which will come onto this in a minute, is the new manager showing his limitations. Uh, Philoxa says it's not only two games we haven't played well; it's quite a number. Um, Mick just thinks it's a blip. Um, because right, the management of the players have got to take some responsibility. Nobody expected us expected us to do anything in this league, me included. But we shouldn't be cannon fodder either. That's also true. Um, I don't think we've got to that stage yet where we are. But if if the performances continue at this level, yeah, we'll come way beyond cannon fodder. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a really key it's a really key point now that um, that that. We need to address these issues and address them quickly. Hmm. Yeah, we do. Uh, Martin Miller says, do we think we need to give Victor a rest? <laughs> he says, do we need to give Victor a rest or is that stupid? No, I don't think we need to give Victor a rest. I think for keepers, it's it's really important to keep them going. He did make a mistake. Let's get it right. He made a mistake for the second one, but it should have been stopped three times before it got to him. So there's plenty of blame to go around for everybody, particularly the second goal. Um Let's go back to my mention of my email from Mark Gamble's. He essentially asked, "Is the honeymoon period over?" I asked, "We, I think it was asked by Radio Sheffield when he when he first took over. When do you start judging him? When do we start judging him? It was thirteen games in now. Um, he obviously hasn't 
have a transfer window. So for me, that's at least a minimum, give him a transfer window. Um, when do we start judging Matt Taylor on what we're seeing and, and results, etc.? Uh, end of the season, probably at the at the very earliest. For me, if you're gonna if you're gonna appoint a manager, for me, and it's, again, it's just my opinion, you appoint him for the long term, and 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 the long term includes ups as well as downs. We we had this with Paul Warren. We have uh, that's a quid. Uh, we had this with Paul Warren. That's two quid. Um, <laughs> um, you know, there, there were always ups and downs, and, and and any manager that stays for any period of time at any club will have those periods. So he's got to bed in. He's got to give him time to work with the squad to create the squad that he wants. So no, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be judging him yet by any stretch of imagination. And and it, it, it takes time. Doesn't it? it takes a long time. So now, for me, I don't think I don't think we're anywhere close to recognizing or understanding what his limitations are. Mm. He probably isn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, how we as supporters think we've got any right to sort of uh, sit in judgment on somebody on somebody's ability is is just you know it, it's not right. You we haven't we've got no right to do it. We can judge on the basis of the way that the team plays, and but that's one thing. But the key is judging, I suppose, really on on how the, how changes are made when things aren't going right. That's that's the acid test. Mm. So we'll see. January is big, though. January is very very big. Um, Phil Oxley says none of the thirds are working at the moment, but criticise defence all the time is unfair. Stats say our back line is the most overworked in the league. Yeah. That's true. Why is that? I don't know. Because the ball's not sticking up top, um, and, and maybe that's something that, that that Matt Taylor is looking to work on to try and keep possession of the ball more, so that the the back four are not as overworked. You know, obviously they can't be put under pressure if we're in possession of the ball. So, so that that's one part of well, they can, but on, only through our own mistakes. Um, but that's only that's only one part of it, and we've we've got to have something at least something going forward. And in the last two games, we've had absolutely nothing. Not even yeah. a sniff. So, No, yes, yes the front attacking point we yesterday, well, <laughs> it was embarrassing from, from a few different aspects, but yeah, non-existent. Um, yeah. Kim, when I asked, do you think January is affecting some of the players? That's always a possibility. Each individual player is obviously affected differently. We saw the effect Ben Wiles had with his interest. Uh, just mention on Bar- Dan Barlasmic, he had uh, he was interviewed with by Radio Sheffield on Saturday. Um, in terms of the contract, he says basically they've got to ask the boss, got to ask the missus. Yeah, uh, she's the boss, and that worries me a little bit. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, because when I don't want to do something with my mates, I'll just say the miss, my wife won't let me. I've got to spend time with it. I will use her as an excuse to say no. <laughs> I'm concerned. I'm, I don't know Dan's relationship with his with his girlfriend. I don't know, but. I don't know why it just red flagged. He's on his way, to be honest with you. To me, well, we'll see. We'll see. It might be end of season. I cannot see us accepting a, a bid for him in January. I'll be amazed. I'll be amazed. What if he says? If it, if we accept a bid for, for oh, yeah. January, I'll be absolutely amazed. Hmm. Um, whether he'll stay at the end of the season, I know the matter. I don't know. Depends where we are at the end of the season, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does. Um, 
yeah, still not a news on any other any other contracts. Whether we hear anything between now and well January, who knows? Um, Matt Taylor suggested there's not much money available for permanent transfers. It will all be loans that come in. I think we've got space for three loans. We've got Brook Norton, Cuffey and Scott Hire, the current loans, aren't they? Have any, mm. other, any other loanees we've got at the minute? Uh, Grant Hall. Grant Hall. So you've got three loans, and so you can you can have a maximum of five in the match day squad. So we've essentially got two um, spaces. That's if Scott High stays. Mm. So if you're going to bring loans and you've got a maximum of two signings to come in in January from a loan point of view. That doesn't mean something's going to come up. You know, you could, could get a free transfer or something pop up available at some point as well. So never say never. Um, it's let's use it as a number because that's where we are at the minute. It's two, a couple of extra bodies in there. Do you think that if they're the right bodies in the right areas, do you think that's enough to sort of stabilize us and push us forward? I don't see a reason why not. We're more than capable of 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 competing. At a, at a really good level earlier on in the season, so yeah, we've got the we've got the ability within the squad. Yeah, he might want to change it. He might he might want to add in 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 certain areas or or or, or get rid in certain areas. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I think I think that'd be fine. But we'll have to wait and see. January's two or three games away yet, um, and we've got uh, between now and January, we've got bigger fish to fry, haven't we? Uh, we've got to get back on bike pronto. Yeah, we have. We have big time. Kim Hayward sort of saying what I, what I was trying to say. Not one of the players seem bothered. Do you think Chiller's lost the training room a little bit? I would be very surprised. But that's what I'm saying. At the start, you know, the players, they would just sort of cheer or laugh, not laughing and joking, but sort of smiling with the opposition and things like that. I think that's maybe what I was trying to get out at the start. When we're playing badly, we cling to we, 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 we cling to something, don't we? We look, we're always, yeah, we, we, we're looking for a reason why. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that that's the case personally, but um, no, I don't, I don't think it's. The, I'm I'm also hoping it's not because if he's lost, if lost the dressing room now, we're stuffed. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. Well, and I don't think we, we've got that group of players either. I don't think we've got a group of players who will just up it, you know, just tell manager yeah. to do one or not say those words. But I, I might again might be wrong, but I don't think we've got that group of players. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Any other players you want to talk about or stuff? Any no, stuff? No, not really. I just, I just a comment on what uh, Mike Six to Miller said about uh, what we pay through the turnstile gives us the right to judge players and management uh, to suggest we haven't got the right to judge is obvious nonsense. I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying we haven't got the right to have an opinion on what we think is going off. My, my, my suggestion, what I'm saying to, saying in, in my view is that you know we don't have the, we don't have the right to. To, to 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 judge whether a manager has reached his technical ability, his his, his ability to, to do his job, because we don't know, we we don't have sufficient information to make that judgment. Uh, losing three games, or you know, winning only three games out of nine, or whatever it is, whatever the stat is, is not is not really sufficient information to make a judgment on, is it? You can have an opinion. We've all got opinions, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Um, but but you know, to write write a, a manager or a player off. We're not in a position to do that. I don't think that's my view. But again, like I say, it's opinions, isn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Right. We will wrap it up there. What I will say is we are back on Thursday evening for the Christmas episode. Christmas quiz is almost finished by myself. Um, so get ready for that. It's a tough one. Last year's Christmas Christmas quiz was very tough. It's going to be quite tough. <laughs> um, the twenty-five minutes. So. 
I've set up one round which is going to be the hardest round. If you get a point from the round, I'm going to I'm going to set up. Good luck. Um, what is the point? <laughs> that. Because it, it's going to be very funny. If it goes off as I want it to, it's going to be a very good laugh. And that's all it's about. Um, the real winner is us for laughing, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Thursday evening, back at 8 o'clock, the Christmas episode will probably be an extended episode, more than likely, with because we'll still get, we'll still do the review, preview sorry, of the Boxing Day game, which obviously stucks it. Um, but last week we'll play a little some Christmas nonsense, see if we can find any Christmas games, and like of the Christmas quiz, there may or may not be a special guest coming on. May or may not be. I can't promise anything at such an early stage. Um, but Have you we'll got hands in fire? Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't. I don't want to use a football manager cliche, but I've got. A, I have got a couple of irons in the fire. <laughs> talking to a few. Talking to a few people. You know, see if there's. You know, their things line up. Wheels. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, you know, see if we can get this one over the line. I don't. I don't know if we can or not. Nothing permanent um, though. Just life to be loans, if anything. It'll just be a temporary move. You know, much like the transfer business in January, it would be very, very temporary. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Kimmy, we need some Christmas cheer. We absolutely do. And what I'm also going to keep doing is whenever we lose, I'm going to keep putting out on Twitter and Facebook some positives whenever we lose, because I really enjoyed some of the positives. Oh, yeah. They were really, really good. Um, it, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, Mark uh, replied Mark to your tweet about his, his trip to... Um, Disney Disney on Ice or whatever it was and I I was in North Wales and my it cheered me up watching BBC North Wales news because it was just the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life I've never seen honestly genuinely right this is not this is a criticism anybody didn't know anybody didn't see it explain well the the headline article the first article on BBC Wales was about a farmer who'd had to put have a cow put down that's it. That's the story. It's no, there, there is nothing else to it. He had Not to the have sub-zero temperatures and the dangerous nothing, ice. And... Just he had to have a cow put down, and they sent a reporter out. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at a cow dying, but that's the fact. No. <laughs> I mean, what what I can't get my head around it. So it cheered me up. Basically, it cheered me up because because you know I like a moon. I love a yes, moon, it? and it makes me feel better. And I was trying to work out whether. Nothing at all, at all, of any value happened in Wales on Saturday. Nothing. Apparently not. I mean, the, the, might have been his favourite cow. You just, you know what I mean. I get that, John. Listen, absolutely. You know what I mean. We've all got a favourite cow. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, why is it on BBC News? My favourite cow was never on BBC News. Trying to put down yet. <laughs> oh well, that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. every time we lose, we'll put a tweet out. Give us your positive spin on the day. Not on the nothing to do with the football. Give us your positive news from from the game that we lose. As we are now, it's probably gonna happen quite a lot. Um, Mick, do you want to go through a, a, very quickly as World Cup predictions, or should we knock it on head? No, no, let's do it very quickly. Very quickly, because we get this out of the way and. Danny's not here. Danny's not feeling very well tonight, so Danny's not joining. He's fine. It's just nothing to worry about. Um, but if you want to send good, goodwill, good messages to Danny, hope you feel better. It might make him feel better. We don't know. Um, but we're, we're going to go through our very, very, very quick our World Cup predictions. Uh, Mikkel wants to go through this because I think he's got his right. Okay. Um, 
So we all went for we went for winner, Golden Boot, winner of best player, Dark Horse, Stage of Elimination for England, and underachievers. Um, I went France for the winners, runners up. Danny went for Brazil, they went out in the quarterfinals. Mick went for Harry went for Harry Kane. He didn't go for Harry Kane, went yeah. for Argentina. Uh, I went Golden Boot winner. I went Harry Kane. Mick went Harry Kane. Danny went Leo Messi. Leo Messi was runner-up, so Danny gets a point for that one. Winner of best player. Well, house. Leo Messi. We all went for Leo Messi. Brilliant. Uh, Dark horse. (laughs) I'm sorry, Danny. But Danny went for Qatar, as we've already mentioned. Disaster. I'm sorry. That's, That's a horrendous one. Mick went Denmark, who also finished bottom of their group. Just as horrendous. Yeah. Um, I went for South Korea, who made the last 16. So, of us, I win that point. But Morocco were obviously the uh, the dark horse because they also got to the semi-final. England's stage of elimination. Uh, we all went quarterfinals. We all predicted this, the uh, uh, the France defeat. I think, we, I think we all mentioned the France defeat in that episode, to be honest with you. Um, underachievers. This is going to be difficult to judge, to be honest with you. Mick, you went Spain. I don't think I can give you that because they quite went out, went out in the last 16 quarterfinals. Last 16, weren't it? They were still dire. They were dire, but were they as bad as Germany? Who also went out in the last 16, didn't they? No, they went out in the group stages. Oh, of course they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they as bad as Belgium, who Danny picked? No. So Ben Danny 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 wins the Belgian prediction of underachievers of the rubbish team. Um, great World Cup finish just finished, Mick. Probably the best World Cup in my memory from start to finish. Ignoring the outside outside noise, an amazing World Cup topped off with one of the iconic moments of World Cup: Leo Messi lifting the trophy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're right, the quality of the football has been absolutely at, straight out of the top drawer, so it should be for um, for a World Cup. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased Argentina won it. I'm pleased for Lionel Messi because, in my view, he's probably the greatest footballer ever to grace this planet. Um, and, and it's nice that he's been able to top that off with a deserved World Cup, you know, a couple of goals as well. So, so yeah, I mean... From a footballing point of view, um, I think probably Argentina did deserve it. They were out of the South American teams; they were the least um, least South American out of all of them, in my view, in terms of their uh, attitude towards the game. You know, they, whilst they did throw themselves about a little bit, they weren't anywhere near as bad as um, as probably all the other South American teams, and except France, against Holland. Except against Holland, which they, I mean, there's some there's there's obviously some history there, isn't there? Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm so happy for, for, for Messi. I think, I just think it, it tops his career off and it's, it's great to see. So, mm. so yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been great. Uh, and it's the worst part about it has been missing out on the 10 o'clock kickoffs because that was that, that first week or so we just, oh, won it, won it bliss. Absolutely specially, but anyway, there you go. But now we've got the darts, the darts is on anyway. We're going off topic, we've got the darts, yeah. yeah. So that's something we'll finish with Mike Miller's comments. Should, should, we'll finish as he said, we should, we should have started. Start today as football fans looking at the bigger picture of the World Cup and what a joy it is to see Leo Messi get his hands on a trophy and get hands on a trophy. His glory, glorious talent deserves absolutely. 
couldn't have said it better myself. Um, like I said, we're back Thursday. Please do make sure you join us at 8 o'clock on Thursday, if you can, for the live on YouTube and Facebook for the Christmas episode. It will be literal fun and games uh, in there. We And please subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're with us. Um, please do make sure you subscribe, follow us on Twitter as well, and uh, like the page on Facebook if you have not already. Mick, it's been a pleasure. Been like the old days, just me and the again. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Thursday's not going to like that, though, is it? Thursday may be a bit more hectic than just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I bet everybody else does. I know. I'm building this up a bit now. You know, if you know if everything goes belly up and it's just us two again, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all set to be a very good episode, I think. Anyway, uh, if you were with us last year, last Christmas episode, that were a belter. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you on Thursday evening or Friday morning, whenever you listen. Cheers, guys. Cheers, bye. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.